Right, can you record? Yeah, I'm on recording. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Blind SA Assist. Now, people always say when I talk, it sounds like I'm sitting on the ablutions. Um, I'm actually not on the ablution, I'm sitting on my in my uh, office room that I use for office at home, in the sun, very nice. Um, just some changes to the, to, to the blind assist. We, we met and we decided to have the blind assist fortnightly. Um, at some stage, we would like to start with iPhone training, and also if we can get somebody who can train Android, that we can then do, say, on a weekly basis. Um, but then uh, that might be a separate session, not part of blind, blind SA Assist. In blind SA Assist, we like to talk about um, technology, all sorts of devices um, that are helpful to blind people. Technology was not necessarily limited to technology. Um, this afternoon, we're going to have three presentations. Uh, we're going to have Christy Christa Duclerc. Uh, with Braille Lead on iOS. Um, if there's anybody listening who knows how to use Braille Me with Android, please contact me afterwards and I can have a demo maybe in two weeks' time. Uh, then Lenful Uni will be talking to us about Google Assistant. Uh, then us blind people are often taken for a ride. I will show you a program which makes it easy for you to be taken for a ride on Uber. So I was going to work with each presenter. He's uh, going to be given 20 minutes. Uh, he will then present and then we'll have a QA on each presentation after the presentation. Not like we did last time, first have the presentations and then the QA. So, um, you can then ask whatever questions you'd like to ask once the presenter is finished with his presentation. Um, so I then start off to hand over to Christopher the Cat, who will tell us a bit about himself and then about Braille Me. Of course, as you, are, as you all know, uh, Blind SA is the sole distributor of Braille Me in South Africa. Device that puts Braille in people's hands and an affordable device. And Crystal will be talking about the specifically on using it with iOS. Thank you, Crystal. Over to you. Thank you, Brother Andre. Welcome to everybody. And I'm pleased that today we have some people from outside of South Africa. For the South Africans, it's good afternoon. For the North Americans, it's good morning. Um, and I hope you will find our presentations interesting. And as Andre said, we're planning this fortnightly, uh, every Monday at the same time. We, uh, every second Monday at the same time, we plan to have a session. Now, I work as a volunteer for Blind SA. I am a blind person. Uh, blind SA is a large consumer organization in South Africa. We have about 30 member organizations across the country. And we do all sorts of things like, we have a, a, the largest rail production house in, in Africa. We do 
orientation and mobility, we do advocacy, um, and we look after education of blind learners, uh, we have information, and we have um, an economic empowerment committee which helps find jobs for people, and we have the um, um, a youth committee which, which is new. Uh, most of us are getting on in here, so it's important to get young, new blood into the organization. Our organization is 74 years old this year. Uh, as for me personally, um, as I said, I, I'm, I'm a blind person. After school, I went to university. I studied law. I became a lawyer. I practiced uh, law in Cape Town. And then it became possible for blind people to do programming. And I became very interested in that. And I made a career switch. And I got a job as a computer programmer at a bank. And I spent most of my working career programming at a bank. Um, and at the last one, I worked for 23 years. That's APSA Bank, one of the, the big ones in South Africa. I worked there until I went on retirement in uh, 2012. Now, since then, people always ask me, uh, how do I fill my time now that I'm retired? My stock answer to that is, I don't know where I ever got the time to go to work every day. Right? Because my, my volunteer work at Blind SA and also at ICEB, that's the International Council on English Braille, keep me pretty busy. Anyway, so in South Africa, Blind SA started importing the Braille Me, and we like it because we it's it's a, it's a very cost-effective device, and many Braille blind people now have Braille displays. People who thought they would never ever be able to to own a Braille display. Um, now today, I'm going to show specifically the interface of a braille me with an iphone now first of all when you when you turn on the braille me you are in its main menu if you go down a few options in the main main menu you'll get to a command guide if you press enter in the command guide it shows you various sets of of commands it's it's uh, like help information the first option was, is for standalone commands. That's a, a summary of the commands you would use when you use the BrailleMe as a note taker. You move down one, that gives you the commands for the interface of the BrailleMe with NVDA. And then when you move down uh, once more, it gives you the commands for using Braille me with Braille back um, on Android. And one down again, it gives you a command summary for the Braille me with iOS. And then once more down, gives you the commands for using Braille me with voiceover on Mac. Now, I'm specifically going to show you iOS. I have not met anybody yet who uses it with with Android, so I don't know how well that works. I, I don't know at all, but it works pretty well with iOS 
on an iPhone. I'm going to use an iPhone 8 with the latest iOS 13.51, I think it is. Um, I'm going to show you that, but it works equally well on my iPhone 6, which still has iOS 12. Point, I think it's 12.6 or something. It, it does not update any further. Now, to get BrailleMe to chat to the iPhone, you have to pair it first. Now, you do not pair it in the normal way that you you pair a device. You, do, you don't go to Bluetooth. You go into your accessibility and then voice over settings. Then you find Braille and in there, you will find the option for Braille display. So you first turn on your um, your uh, your Braille me, and then when when you turn on your Braille me, and I'm going to do that now. Uh, from the main menu, you go to Bluetooth, enter on Bluetooth, and then you've got the options for Braille back and for voiceover. Yeah. Um, then on the option for voiceover, you press enter and it will then say waiting, it will wait for the connection. Then on your iPhone, you tell it that uh, it, it, it must pair um, and you need do this only once. In future, um, I'm not going to do that through go through that process now because my Braille me and my iPhone already know each other. So that is not necessary anymore. So when I press enter on voiceover on the Braille me, it, it tells me now waiting for connection. Now all I need to do now, I go to my iPhone and I turn it on. Messages, six unread messages. Okay. And immediately it connects. My iPhone is um, placed fairly near my microphone. Just, just shout if it's too loud for you. Uh, but I put it there so that you can hear clearly what I do. Immediately it said messages. Um, okay, so it's it's on messages on my main screen on on my home screen um, okay. monday the 8th of june messages six unread messages tells me i have six unread messages um now i use on my braille me the left up and left down buttons to go from one icon to the next i'm going to press it a few times Photo, camera, weather, clock, reminder, navigation, fold, editing folder, three apps, contacts. Okay, now I'm on my contacts. Now, if I want to know where I am on the screen, I give a command, the, the ST contraction together with a space bar, and it's going to tell me which row and which icon I am on now. Row three, column two, home. Row three, page column two on the home page. So I know exactly where I am. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. Okay. Now, um, you've got various commands here on the, 
uh, a chord dots one, two, three jumps to the first icon on the screen. Chord four, five, six will dock safari. It, it jumps to the dock at the bottom. Now, if I want to read my status line at the top, I give it an S with uh, the space bar. Mobile data, three or four bars. So, so mobile data on three or four bars. Telcom stay home, sir. Telcom stay home, sir, is the uh, network I'm connected to. And tells you the modem I'm connected 2 to. 2.14 p.m. 2.14 p.m. in South Africa. Do not disturb. I've got do not disturb on so that my demonstration to you is not spoiled. Orientation locked. 100% battery power. Not charging. Okay. Messages. So, Six unread messages. So that's the home screen. Now I can go, My I've got three home screens or three pages rather. I can scroll right and left. I'm going to scroll to the right. It'll show. Page three of three. File now on the folder. right hand screen, I can go through these icons. Apple goodies folder, games folder, three shortcuts, test flight, speech sticker, audio folder, four apps, etc. But let's go back to the previous screen. I want to go and show you now. Messages, <coughs> six unread messages. Um, I want to go to my editing folder and I'm going to open the notes app. So I'm going to show you how to do editing with this little beast. Calendar, photos, camera, weather. Clock, two reminders, two touch navigation folder, editing folder, three Editing apps. folder. Now, the, the tap action, you don't press enter for, uh, to, to activate an icon because the enter is a new line key. You've got to do a tapping action. The tapping action is the letter T. Remember T for tapping together with the enter. Screen the editing, editing heading. I've got the editing folder open. Voice dream writer. Notes. There's the notes app. I'm going to open the notes app. So again, I'm going to type the T together with the enter key to open notes. Notes. Okay, notes is open. We're going to write a new note. People folded more, but notes heading. Search, search field, show gallery view, sort by date editor, no notes. New note button. There's new note button. I'm going to do the tapping motion again uh, with a T and enter. New note, dev note, text field is editing. Okay, now I'm in a text field. Starting. Now I can write and I've set it so that I can write in grade two braille. I'm going to just write something here. Dot T space, this I S space is A space A T E S T space test. Oh, space of. U.S. Iron space using T.H. space the dot six capi R A I L L E dot six capi E space rail me W space with I dot dot capi capes space I.O.S. O.N. space M word space my I dot six capi H dot O full stop New line. Okay, so there I've got the sentence written down. <clears throat> now, you, uh, I, I talked earlier about the command guide. If you read that, you'll see that there's a huge number of gestures for which there are Braille, uh, Braille me equivalents, which makes it really easy to use. You almost never have to touch your phone when you use it. 
Um, you can do the rotor, for example. Now, when I want to edit this, I'm going to use the exactly that. I'm going to use the rotor. Miss out words. Edit. Miss out word characters. Rail screen input. Land portrait. Lines. Words. So I've got it set on words now. You 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 move to the various rotor settings by pressing spacebar plus dots two and three to go to the left and spacebar plus dots five and six to go to the right. Then when you get to the one you want to change, um, you do the spacebar with either dot three to go to the left or dot uh, six to go to the right. Now let's go and edit something. I'm going to move by word. iPhone calls to my on iOS with okay with iOS okay with iOS rail screen input landscape tabletop mode contracted uh, portrait rail screen in words rail screen input characters missed out words characters I'm going to switch to characters and I'm going to Move by character because I want to insert text here. All right. Capes. Capes. Space. IOS. Now I'm going to put in there. Dot three four five six. Uh, thirteen point. Uh, what's it? Five point one space. Space thirteen dot five point one. So I've inserted that text now. So you you can freely go around. You can edit and whatever. Uh, in in uh, in whatever way you can insert and delete and copy and paste and all the necessaries. Um, so if we want to read now, the eighth of June two thousand and note te add table button note the eighth of June note text field is editing. This is a test of using the Braille with iOS thirteen point five point one on my iPhone. New line character mode insertion point between space okay. and space at the fifty fifth position. Now. This works pretty well. It works. I've, I've just used the, the notes app now, but I could have used pages, but pages, of course, is a bigger app and it takes longer to, to get to what you want to do. But pages is a full fledged word processing program. It is a very powerful thing and it works well with, with the Braille me. So in every application you can use it. There are a few issues and the Sweet one I, the, uh, the one I need to point out, sorry, I'm just keeping the screen alive. Um, the one I need to point out to you is in the mail app, where for some reason the enter key, which should function as the new line key, doesn't work. So you, there's a, a workaround for that, but it is really a bit of a schlep. What you have to do when you want to make a new line, if you use the mail app, is to Press the SH contraction, so it's dots one, four, six together with a space bar, which shows or hides the actual keyboard on the screen. So you press it to show the keyboard. Screen then it. you do, um, then button. you do a dots four, five, six chord to jump to the end. And the very last thing you get to uh, when you do that, you will land on the the new line button, and you do the the with the enter motion and then you hide the keyboard and then you can continue typing so that is a bit of a drag it has been reported to to um innovation but then it came COVID 19 and spoiled everything so we're waiting for that 
Apart from that, there are no real main other issues. Everything works pretty well. So that's a, a brief overview, and um, we can deal with questions and answers, uh, which I think would be more productive than me showing you more, which will really just be more of the same that I have shown you already. I hope that gave you some sort of an idea how the two devices work together. Thank you, Brother Andre. That's me. Um, we can have the questions and answers whenever you are ready for them. Uh, thank you, Christo. Just to, um, if anybody wants to ask a question, uh, raise your hand on the computer. It's Alt Y uh, on your phone, up in the bottom right. There you go to the more and then raise hand. So they just give a little while for questions. Denise can see who's raising. iPhone? Yes, Denise. There's an, it just says iPhone. I don't There's you an may iPhone up? Yes. Hi. Sorry, it's Ross Pearson here. <laughs> I've tried to set it up so that it doesn't call me iPhone, but it has obviously not worked. Um, can everybody hear me? Yes, you can hear you, Ross. Okay. Uh, Krista, can, could you just repeat, at the beginning you said we should not go to Bluetooth on the, um, on the iPhone itself, but need to go to Braille. Is that correct? I, yes, you go um, to accessibility and to voiceover and then down to Braille. Okay. And then do you, do you select that? Uh, it's a dialogue that you open and at yeah. the bottom of that dialogue, uh, is the the option to to connect the braille display oh i see and then and then you start with the rest of the process that that you mentioned yes okay thank you very much That's thank a, you uh, if you struggle with that uh let us let us do it on on zoom at some time i can assist you with it thank you so much uh, Ross, I can also I can also help you with your Zoom configuration at some stage. Maybe I can send you a mail or something, and then you can get it right. Well, that could be. Yeah, there are certain. I, I, I you know, I did try to uh, um, set up my account, but obviously that doesn't seem to have worked. So okay. it just keeps calling me iPhone all the time. <laughs> Thanks. No, no problem. We can deal with that next time. Thank you. Any more questions? From Veronica. Um, Come talk here. Come talk here by me. Seems you are muted. Yeah, stand here next to me. Yeah. Talk. <clears throat> I would like to know, Krista, if I can use the Braille on my Windows PC. You can use it on your Windows PC if you as a have a display. Okay. Uh, Veronica, yes, you can use it as a Braille display on your Windows PC if you have uh, NVDA installed. Oh, great. Thank you. And uh, uh, that actually works particularly well. Unfortunately, not with the very latest version of NVDA, with um, uh, NVDA what is it? Uh, 2019. Uh, with a, anyway, with a, with a not newest one, it works well with, with NVDA. 
So what I've done on my computer, I've installed the latest version of NVDA, but I've got a portable installation, which is not the very latest one. And um, so when I want to use um, the Braille Me together with my PC, that is what I'm using while we are waiting for Corona to go away so that, so that InnoVision can uh, bring the bring out their next updated version of the add-on for NVDA to make it compatible with the latest. Thank you. I think we can take another question before we move on, if there's any. Uh, from the Mathais. The Brain. Yes. Martis the Brain. Hello, Martis. Hello, Mathis. Long time no here. Mm. You unmute yourself. Martis? You muted? Let me see if I can unmute him from this side also. We'll try as co host if I can. Sorry, guys. I'm, oh, I'm here. Right. Um, He's on. Sorry. Uh, I just have a question on battery life, Christy. Yes. How good is battery life for the Braille battery, Me? It is, battery life is phenomenal. Okay. I, I use it for days on end with, without charging. Um, I've taken it to, to a meeting, to a conference where I, I have it on all the time. Okay, for, for, for substantial periods, it goes into standby when I'm not writing, but it's on. And then when I get home, my battery level is still about 60%. So it, it's really good. They, they say it's, it should be about 14 hours or so, but I, I think it's more than that. And it charges in about two, two hours, maybe two to three hours it charges. Uh, okay, just another quick question. Um, Cost-wise, maybe in dollar terms, doesn't matter. I don't know the device at all, so it's the first time I hear about it. Oh, really? Um, in yep. dollar terms, Blind SA sells them for the equivalent of, of 500 US dollars. Thank you. I would say at the ex current exchange rate, it is in the region of 9,000 Rand. Right, thank you. Thank you very much. Definitely, we will have some more programs on Braille Me uh, to, to, to bring this device into people's homes. Braille at everybody's fingers. Uh, thank you. Uh, one more question. Any more, Denise? Minati did have his hand raised, but I'm not sure if he still wants to ask a question. Uh, I'm actually covered because the, person, uh, the last person asked the question ahead. Okay. Thank you, Sajava. Uh, okay, now next. Uh, yes, Denise? It was Minati. Okay, yes. No, it was Minati. Okay, thank you, Minati. Sorry about that. I've got to. Okay, now we can move over. Uh, Len, you can introduce yourself to the audience. Um, Len Fuljun, uh, very, very, very good on Android. Um, and he's going to talk to us this afternoon about Google Assistant. Then over to you. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, can you all hear me clearly? Is it is my audio coming through nicely? Fine. Is it good? Right. That's good then. Right. Um, 
Thank you, Andre, Chris, to you guys for having me on here again. I enjoyed it last time when we started, you know, when I showed you Google Talkback. Um, and uh, when Andre asked me to do another presentation on Android or something, I suggested that we do the Google Assistant. Um, and I think many people will find this interesting because, you know, all the talk these days are about personal assistance, AI, Siri, Alexa, and the Google Assistant. Now, the Google Assistant is the equivalent on Android to Siri on the iOS and to Alexa. But, um, you know, I've, I've been asked this question many times, what is the difference between something like Alexa, which is on the Amazon devices, and uh, the Google Assistant? Well, um, the Google Assistant is more extensive. Um, the Alexa is more something for home use only, while you can use your Google Assistant for home devices, um, etc. Now, unfortunately, I would have actually liked to show you guys how it works on some home appliances, but um, you know we live in South Africa, and I unfortunately don't have the funds to purchase those kind of devices, which would have been very nice, you know, because it works with some some of the Google speakers, it works with, with lighting, it works with other well other Android-based devices as well. So I think um, that would have actually been very nice if we could do that. However, on a smartphone or a tablet, it is just as good. It can do many different tasks. It can perform many things. And I'm just going to show you a few of them. I'll probably not take my full 20 minutes, but um, let's see how it goes. So the Google Assistant uh, is, as I said, uh, somewhat of a uh, personal assistant well as the name suggests uh, you can do various tasks with it um, you, it can help you with your daily life um, as these things these days do so without further ado let us see what it can do is my phone audible yes right so the first thing I'm going to do is I will just um, uh, I will just tell you how to activate it on your Android device. So the best way to do this is to go to your Google settings and then to assistant settings, then the assistant tab and then enable it. And then you need to go through a few setup steps to get it uh, to start talking to you. You need to set the, uh, a few things, but um, unfortunately mine is set up already and I didn't want to go through that again. So um, you start the conversation with the assistant by using one of two phrases. It is either, okay, Google or hey, Google. So yeah, there it goes. I said the phrase, so it wanted to go. Um, Sorry, I don't understand. Yes, you wouldn't. Um, right. So I can ask it to make a phone call. So what I will do is, what is nice about it, you can have it, um, you can have it uh, uh, call people by different titles. So you can have it say, call my wife, and it'll then call uh, the person on my contacts list listed as my wife in its settings. So my wife's name is Marinda. So in my contacts, she's Marinda. But if I say, call my wife, the assistant will then do that. So let's just go ahead and test that. Uh, she'll not answer because um, I told her I was probably going to call her. So, okay, Google, call my wife. Calling Marinda. 
Well, you all here heard it say, call Marinda, and the call is going through. Uh, you will not be uh, able to hear that. So it is always good when you ask it to do something and it actually does it because I've noticed, you know, in many reviews and things like that with Siri, Alexa, Google Assistant, name them what you want. Uh, when people try and show them off, they usually don't work. So I'm very glad that the first command actually <laughs> did the trick, right? So you can also use it to send voice messages via WhatsApp. All you will do is say, okay, Google, send WhatsApp voice message. Who do you want to message? My wife. Sure. What do you want to say? This is just a Zoom test. Okay. Do you want to record it again or just send it? Send. Are you really that unromantic? Uh, not usually, no. But, um, you know, we're trying to keep this as professional as possible, eh? So, so I didn't want to go too, too deep into uh, the romantic kind of stuff. But, yeah, she will, um, she'll still appreciate the message because I think she still loves me after this all this time. So I'm <laughs> but um, you can also do simple things like, let's go with this. Okay, Google, turn on Bluetooth. Turning Bluetooth on. And OK, Google, turn off Bluetooth. Turning Bluetooth off. You can also say things like open an app. So let's just do that. OK, Google, open Supersport. Opening Supersport. Excellent. Right. Unfortunately, you cannot close an app with the assistant. Um, I was actually going to ask Chris to, or one of the iPhone users if you can do that with, with Siri, but um, yeah. So um, as you can see, it can send messages. It can, it can also send a type message if you give it that command. So it's not, well, then you will obviously just have to speak in English. Um, one of the nice features about this is you can have it uh, read the weather to you. So let's try and do that. Okay, Google. What is the weather for today? Today in Worcester, it'll be mostly sunny with a forecasted high of 23 and a low of 12. Right now it's 23 degrees and sunny. Oh, so there you have it. It can tell you the weather. Uh, it has also got a few setup routines. So if I would say to it, good morning, it will go through a routine of telling me what the weather is, telling me all my appointments and reminders for the day and it'll read to me news from a few various sources. I'm not going to go through that now because it will take uh, quite some time. Uh, let's see, what else can I show you? Right, um, so you can also ask it to play some music. Let's try this. Okay, Google, play some music. Playing some music on YouTube. Right, so it'll open music on YouTube now because I haven't specified a song or something like that on my computer. Oh, that's nice. Well, there we go. Okay, Google, stop music. Right, so it stopped the playing of the music. It's actually strange that they didn't tell me that it stopped playing music because they always tell you things like stopping music and you can hear it is stopped. So yeah, it's actually good that it doesn't tell you. You can also do something like this. Okay, Google, 
I want to go to Mountain Mill Shopping Center. The best way to get to Mountain Mill Shopping Center by car is via Mountain Mill Drive and will take about four minutes. Okay, Google, navigate to Mountain Mill Shopping Center. All right, Mountain Mill Shopping Center. Let's go. All right, and what it does now is it opens my uh, Maps app. Zero Maps. And then I can just, you know, read the, the instructions on the Maps app, which is very, very nice. Um, what is also nice with, with the assistant is it can perform things like translate. So let's see. Um, okay, Google, translate. I am currently in a blind SA Zoom meeting in French. In French, that's. Je suis actuellement dans une réunion aveugle avec Zoom. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I, I don't know if there's any one of you who understands French, but that made absolutely no sense to me. Um, I can also try and ask it some other things. Um, okay, Google. What is the language most spoken in Germany? The official language of Germany is German. Right, obviously, uh, just to, you know, try, trying to show you some things. Uh, you can also, if you have um, things like Netflix installed on your phone, you can also ask it to play a specific show. Um, let's see, okay, Google, play Money Heist on Netflix. And there it goes. 2.4 billion euros sounds you. Tokyo right. stares at the professor. They drive on. Let me just no get it out. Ever scored that bit. Let me just get out of it. All right. So, so as you can see, it can do many things. One of the nice things also is you can play games on it. So if I would say uh, play Mad Libs, I don't know if any of you heard of Mad Libs yet. So then it will play some word games. I can also ask it to play some mathematics games with me. So there's, there's so many different things you can do. If you have um, other appliances in your home or lighting or things like that, you can control that via the Google Assistant. So in short, this is definitely something that if you have an, I, uh, an Android, uh, device and if you want to really use your device to the full extent I would definitely recommend you use the Google Assistant. So right that that is me um, if, if there's any questions I would gladly take them now. Thanks Len. Any questions from the floor? Don't have any raised hands. Sorry. Yes. Huh? Is it you? Yes, we can. Okay, sorry about that. Len, tell me, how good is um, Google Assist with general information, such as if you ask it, um, how old is Kenny Rogers, for instance? All right, we can try that. Um, that is actually okay. why I started with the questions as early as possible, because um, you know it's always nice to hear what people actually want to know. So. Many of these things I probably might not know if it can do it or not, but let's see. Okay, Google, how old is Kenny Rogers? K 
Kenny Rogers died on the 20th of March at age 81. Oh, right. good one. So that probably answers your question. No, I have, no, I've no. asked it many different things. Um, I've asked it some strange things, you know, just for a laugh. You can also go like, okay, Google, tell me a joke. Why did the man name his dogs Rolex and Timex? Because they were watchdogs. Yeah, well. Sorry, I don't mean to hog, to hog it. Now, Siri's shortcoming is on South Africa question. So have you ever asked Google Assistant about South African artists, for instance, how old is Janita Duplessis, for instance? Or Let's try that. Why not? We are here. That's why we're here. Okay, Google. How old is Juanita Duplessis? Juanita Duplessis is 48 years old. There you go. There you go. And it's very fast. It's very intuitive. That's okay. So, sorry, let's find it from my side. You say that Duplessis can do Netflix and do Showmax as well. I haven't tested it with Showmax yet. Um, I, I have Showmax, but I'm not, I don't use it very often. So I haven't okay. tested with Showmax. I would presume it could do it, yes. Okay. We could actually test it. Some, so if, are there I any Netflix? I saw Roy Showmax and he uses that for Showmax, the assistant. All right, I so there you go. There you go. Okay, I'll now stand back for somebody else. Thanks, Lynn. That's fine. Thank you, Gerald. Anything else? No, no hands raised. Oh, okay. one, one more thing. Sorry, Andre. Yes, one more thing no, I actually Andre. wanted to say and forgot um, is what is very nice about this assistant uh, is it can recognize songs. So if there's a song playing and uh, you ask it which song is playing, it, it can tell you. I've actually tried one of my own songs the other day, which I know is selling on iTunes, and it actually recognized one of my own songs, and I was very chuffed about that. So, yeah. Hmm. Um. So, so, sorry, Len, um, yes. my hand-raising gesture seems not to register. Right. Um, it's, it's not a question, it, it is a comment. Yes. The, the bad news is that on, in the iOS world, Google Assistant is not available in the South African App Store. Um, I have set up a fake American address and I have a fake American account. So I was able to, to install Google Assistant, so I have it on the iPhone. But generally speaking, if you just have a South African app store, you will not have the privilege of, of getting Google Assistant. That's very, that's very interesting that you don't get the, you know, it, you can use it in South Africa on an Android device, but you cannot use it on an iOS device. That's actually very interesting. I did not know that. Thank you very much. Anything more? Uh, yes, Gerald? Gerald? Um, sorry, yes, question to Krista. But Krista, do you find Google Assist better than Siri or how does the comparison work between the two? Um, I, I find it better than Siri. Uh, you know, for, for, for fairly common use type things, Siri is quicker because you just say, hey Siri or whatever. Um, okay. With Google Assistant, you've got to press down the home button, and while you've got it down, you say, hey, hey, Google, and then mm. Google comes up, and then you can do the rest of those oh, things. Oh, that's, that's on your iOS device, because I don't have to do yes. that. Yeah, that's on the iOS device, yeah. and then um, it can do many more things than, than Siri can do. 
okay. gives you access to the whole Google database. You can ask it anything. In, in fact, I, I use that for, for most of the quiz questions I have, I've given you in our quiz shows the past few weeks. You can uh, also ask it sports scores and things like that, Gerald. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, that's also something no, that, it, that it definitely can do. Um, yeah, well, you can, we can ask it. I have asked the things that it couldn't answer, of course, but um, yeah. yeah, not many of those. I, I'm, I'm very confident about that. Yeah, I find, I find the series not good on the older type songs dating back to the Ooh. 50s. So if you ask <laughs> no, Google not. Assist, who sang with Naughty Lady or Shady Lady, and see what he tells you. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is the song? Let's, let's, let's okay. try it. We can try it's it. Called, what is it. It's called, Who Sang the Naughty Lady of Shady Lane? Of Shady Lane. That's yeah, right. The song is The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane. So right, let's see. Okay. Let's see what it does. Okay, Google. Who sang The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane? The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane was recorded by the Ames Brothers. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Okay, let's ask it. Let's ask it something else. Okay, Google. When was the Naughty Lady of Shady Lane recorded by the Ames Brothers? The Naughty Lady of Shady Lane was recorded by the Ames Brothers. It doesn't want to tell me when. So, um, okay. I suppose it cannot do everything. It, it actually, it's very strange because it usually tells me when something was recorded. So, it's actually very strange. Then? Then? Yes. Okay. Uh, ask him. Ask. Ask it. Uh, ask it to sing you a song. Oh yeah, I actually forgot that. Sorry. Bro. Yeah. I, I like had, that. I didn't sleep too much last night, so <laughs> that's fine. Probably that's not fine. on my best form today. Let's that's see. Fine. Okay, Google. Sing me a song. Wash, wash, wash your hands for forty seconds, please. Soap will chase <laughs> the germs away, so you don't cough and sneeze. Oh, this is a very long song. I've just I've listened to it a few days ago. Get in between each finger. You can never be too sure. Clean, clean, clean your hands. And if you're getting bored, remember. It, well, it will just go on and on and on and on. Yeah. You can also ask it like if you've got a baby, you can say, "Okay, Google, sing me a lullaby." Here you go. And now it doesn't want to do that. And why not? Okay, Google. Sing a lullaby. <laughs> and now he just plays some music. There we go. Lullaby, baby, in the tree the lady the sings better than the male, actually. The, Ooh, she does. the male sings horrible. He, he, he didn't go for training or anything. But yeah, if, if, if there's any other questions, please. Oh. Okay, Google. Stop. Bad moon rising. <laughs> Bad moon rising. I wonder what it'll do, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a question from Manati. Sure. Okay. Manati. Yes, hi. Uh, I'd like to check if with Google Assistant, it is, is it necessary to train it with your voice or how does it help if you do so? Yes, uh, I'm very glad you asked that because I actually should have told you guys that. Um, sorry, like I said, I'm not in my best form today. Um, you have, you can train it so that it recognizes your voice only. 
it's got a voice match feature, so it will it will know that it's you talking to it. Um, and you know, it is like any other AI. It it learns your patterns and your methods and your way, you know, through time. So it it adapts all the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Manati. Well, uh, any 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 any. I think we're in our one more no, question. Yeah. No, I'm okay, sir. Uh, I was just appreciating. Okay. There's no more questions. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Len, that was indeed very interesting. My pleasure. Um, I, I want to ask you guys if you would excuse me because I've got mm -hmm. another appointment in a few minutes' time. So if you yes, would mind, I'm, I'm going to leave now. Thanks a lot um, for the opportunity. And if there's any other things you want me to show off on the Android or something like that, you know, just please contact me. I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. If, if no, I'm no, you, you haven't heard the last from me. You're going to be clubbed with mouse from me because we need Android very much on this platform as well. And, and if I am available, Andre, um, you know, I, I've got, you know, <laughs> many different things going, but if I'm available, I would also do some training sessions on Android as well. That's what I, that's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Thanks, right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. Cheers. Thank you. Um, just to, for everybody's information, the meeting recording will be available afterwards. I will uh, mail it to the NAPSA list, and if anybody wants it, they can mail me privately. My Uber won't be long. I've just looked at some settings. Now, I just hope everybody's going to hear me. Veronica can just say whether you can hear me on the. Do you hear the phone on the Zoom, Veronica? We can hear. Can you hear the phone? Yes. Okay. All right. Now Uber keeps on changing its front screen during Corona time. It will tell me that uh, Corona, that Uber is available um, during this time. Now it tells me, uh, okay, support local restaurants, uh, order food from Uber Eats, which I can't do. Uber Eats is not active in my area. And I'm thinking it's it's time uh, that we actually do on one of our presentations, maybe somebody who uses MRD food on Android, because it's not very friendly on the iPhone, um, and then maybe do us Uber Eats as well. Uh, Uber currently says order food, and then it says where to. Okay, I don't want to order food now. So before we go on to the where to, just a little a couple of things you can do to set the application up before the time. Um, Uber is available in most of your metropoles. Um, well, all your metropoles, I know that in towns like Paul, it's available. Uh, I think Worcester doesn't have it yet, um, but it is available. Now, when you download the Uber app, <clears throat> you can set up your profile. Um, by putting in your email address and choosing your password, whatever. Or you can take the easy way out and you can say login using Facebook. It will then open Facebook app um, and it will then send you a verification. It will ask you for your phone number and you will verify your phone number. It will send a verification code and which you will then return to Uber. It only allows one phone number per account. So, um, 
you can obviously change these settings. I'm just going to go into the menus quickly. So we're in the menu. Andre Forstner's account. Okay, obvious. It's, it, it, it will tell me my phone number, my email address. That is all correct. Then in COVID-19, if it has any messages for you, um, recently it told me that I must please wash my hands and sit in the back of the car uh, and uh, keep my distance from the driver. When I go in there now, it tells me there's no messages. Do more with your account. Do more with your account. Your next sentence, uh, your next uh, step, you can make money driving. If I obviously can't do. Uh, get food delivered. No. That I can't do either. Now, my trips, um, if I was to click on there, uh, it would tell me the trips that I've been on. I've not been on a lot lately because they've been on, uh, they've been locked down. You were charged R72.00 for that trip. Tap here to see trip details. Trip taken 2020 slash 05 slash 29. 9.35 a.m. You were charged R58.00 for that trip. Tap here to see trip details. Button. Trip taken 2020 slash 05 slash 29. 7.48 a.m. You were charged R47.00 for that trip. Tap here okay. to see trip so details. Then you can obviously trips. If I wanted the details on the trip, I could click on it. I think it was mostly to giants, hypermarkets, and where we shop. Let me just go back into menu. Okay. Now, <clears throat> okay. When we go to payment, now there you've got various options, and I, what I'm doing is I just want to to um, to go into the payments menu. Now, in my Uber wallet, there's yellow dot zero zero. So at least my Uber wallet and my normal wallet agrees with one another. There's zero zero in there. Your Uber wallet, uh, you can transfer money if you want from your whatever you use as your default payment method. You can transfer to your Uber wallet and then you can use your Uber wallet for paying for your trips. You can have. Okay, there's my MasterCard. That is my default payment. Now, I can add payment method or I can assume a gift card. Now, if I go to add payment method, um, it will tell me if you want to add your MasterCard or your credit or debit card, you can tap on there. And on Uber, not like the other app, uh, Bolt Taxify. Uber is actually very brand friendly there. If you swipe right, you get the, the, the edit boxes where you can put your card number, your card CBC. Um, expiry dates and that in, and then you can go save card and it will save your card. Um, now, you can also pay cash for Uber trips. <clears throat> I must actually warn, now I don't know if they still accept cash. I was told the other day they, they're not really keen on it since COVID 19 came around, but I must warn all blind people. Um, I have had experience of that, and I think the driver had a good shot. What happens? When you when you get to the end of the trip, the, 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 the balance on the cash uh, appears on the driver's phone, the amount you have to pay. But it also appears on your phone. So what happened to me once is the driver said, uh, you owe me something like 87 Rand, uh, where on my phone it said something like 45. So I then took my phone and I showed him. I said, no, 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 listen, it's telling me 45 Rand, but I'm only paying you 45 Rand. Also make sure 
that he on his app uh, says you paid him. Um, you will actually get a notification once he's done that, uh, that you have paid the driver. Um, so <clears throat> otherwise, if he doesn't do that, you're going to, like one blind people, did that happen to? That they actually, it was told that they never paid the drivers. And yeah, they didn't. So that is, that is some of the options. There's some other settings you can change. I'd actually like to do another one on Uber. Now, I know that there's blind people quite afraid with Uber. Um, there's a help function at the bottom. Now, if you go to help, that is if you want to report a something that happened to you, you've got two options. The one option is an edit box where you can type in a text message. The other option then is it can uh, it gives you a toll free number and you can then tap on there and it will phone the number on Uber uh, on Uber's account and you can speak to the <coughs> to the help desk. I don't know if they are operational. I know that under lockdown level five, somebody I gave that number to somebody and they said no. They said they they not active. Uh, they currently non functional. Uh, you can obviously you have settings and you can save destinations. I have a couple of bottle stores and some doctors and some stuff to have saved. So if you if if a destination is saved, you can just so for instance I can just say if I'm somewhere I I just type in home and then it will immediately recognize me my home address. Let's let's just book a trip and then we'll just talk briefly on that. And that's what I'd actually like to to to, to say. Um, I'd like to do another Uber because I'd like to record one day when I book the trip just in between so that people actually hear what happens. So let's just take out of here. Where's the close? Okay, come on. Sorry, I'm back in there now. Now I'm going to just take a trip. Now, what do I normally do on, 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 on the, the front screen? It will remember the last couple of locations you were at. So it, at the moment, it's suggesting to me Cat Foods Rocket Fall. It's suggesting to me Giant Hypermarket Showcase, where we normally shop. Um, I actually am going to search. I'm going to search for the Ear Institute. Well, I'll have to go somewhere to have my hearing aid fixed. Of course, tops at Spark Rifle. Tops at Spark Rifle time is already saved. That's why I suggested that. Okay, I mean, and I just typed in here. Uh, often, it, it Uber is very, they are very good with that finding the destination. Because I just typed in here, and it found Uber Institute, Uber Institute, Delvin. So I'm going to double tap it to select this destination. Now, showing recommend selected Uber X. There are 120 00 estimated time to destination 319 p.m. Uber X, that is your your normal uh, standard car. So, Typically something like a Volkswagen Polo or a Honda Brio or a Toyota Isus. Um, 
four passengers under normal circumstances, but now I don't know Selected. if you hear that. There are 120, zero, zero. Estimated time to destination 319 p.m. Capacity one people. It now says capacity one people. So I am a people. I was called many other things in record to that, but I think I am still a people. That is your cheapest Uber. That's it's a normal standard to build. Cop. Then you get the Uber XL. Estimated time to destination 3.20 Which is a bit of a bigger car. Um, it normally has six seats. I see they now say two people, and it's got a bigger boot. Um, we have on occasion when we went to shops used Uber XL, but we normally use Uber X. Then you get Uber, Uber Black. Now that's not really your executive business car. The business people like to take Uber Black. There you go to the airport, you see the Uber Blacks there. You get a bottle of water and you have a choice of music if you want to listen to, or you can Bluetooth your device. Now I'm going to confirm Uber X. Now, what I will do, it will tell me the confirm my address, um, which is 92 Horek Street, which is fine, um, where you can actually change it if it doesn't pick up your location correctly, it normally does. Where that is handy is sometimes Veronica goes shopping and she tells me uh, she's technology disabled, technologically disabled, which is not really, but then she doesn't want to take a phone. So she phones me from the supermarket and say, hey, I'm, um, I'm here, I'm finished, you can book an Uber back. So I can then change the pickup location, I can change to Giant Cyber. Then when I confirm it, it'll tell me, okay, that's fine, it's, it's, it's gone through now, and then a very, then, then the, after it will first tell me connecting to driver, connecting, finding a driver. When it does get the driver, uh, now your sighted person literally sees a map in front of him, where exactly where the car is. Now we obviously don't see the map, but it will tell you the driver's name. It will tell you the color of the car. Uh, that's what I'll do in my Uber part two. I'll do a podcast on it. And it will tell you what make of car it is. Now, when you tap on that feed, when you double tap on, on the driver's name, various other options come on. You can call the driver, but that is an Uber call. Uber shows, doesn't show you, so it shows you some 087 number. I mean, it says call Uber, it, it will take data. It tells you also to take data. You can message the driver. Uh, you can add a destination. So <clears throat> where I often will use that, if, if I go to a shop and I just want to pick up something, I tell the driver, just pin the trip when we get there. I will then add my home destination and then you can take me back home. So then I don't have to rebook an Uber. So I just add and I say, I want to come home again. And then <clears throat> when once the trip is completed, you'll get a notification from Uber. Um, it will tell you, how did you find your trip with driver? And there are various options that you can select and you can just double tap on one star, two star, three stars, four stars, five stars. Um, and you can tap on that and then it will kindly ask you if you want to, would you, would you want to add a tip for him? You don't want to do that, you just go to close. Very nice little app. Um, I use it fairly regularly for short trips. Um, it is expensive. 
Uh, but for blind people with us in this country, especially having huge transport problems, it has at least solved some issues that we have with transport. Generally, I find the Uber drivers quite friendly. Uh, we have drivers here from Zimbabwe, a lot of Zimbabweans riding here in Cape Town. And I'll tell you something, they are often prepared to walk the extra mile for you. I've once asked a guy, there's this one item I want in a shop. Um, I, I will normally phone the people and I will tell them, look, I'm just coming to pick up. Say if I go to Cat Foods, Brock and Fell, I'm just coming to pick up a box of um, saccharin, of artificial sweetener, because they're factory shops, they sell it very cheaply. They will keep it for me at the top. Then I will ask the driver, but can you just walk in with me and we can just pick it up at the top? Uh, I'll just swipe my car through and then I will change the destination and then you'll bring me home. And I very seldom had people saying they're not prepared to do that for me. In, in that case, I couldn't get anybody at the shop and the driver then said, just wait, I'll go into the shop and get your, your thing for you um, and then I'll take you back. That can't always be guaranteed. Obviously, it's going to depend on the driver that you get. So that more or less concludes my Uber part one. I'm going to do another presentation on Uber at some stage. Uh, once I book the trip, just to get you here, what happens then and all the options you can take. I'm open for any questions regarding Uber. Is there a question, Andre? No hands risen? No hands risen. Okay. No. Okay. Well, uh, sorry. It's, sorry, Andre, there is one person. I think it's Narcissa. Narcissa? Hi there. Yes. Uh, afternoon. Afternoon. I, yes, I usually use the Taxify. Uh -huh. Now you, you spoke uh, about the situation whereby the driver would tell you that you owe him so much. Mm. And then you are able to dispute that by showing him the amount. But then in my case, once I enter the taxi, I usually close the app just so that mm. I don't use unnecessary data. How would uh, I dispute that? If you, if you, even if you've closed the app, um, I, I, I sometimes will close Uber just like I have Uber. If you were to open Taxify, now one day I'll do a Taxify as well because I use them as well. And they're actually quite good. Their drivers are very nice. When you've closed the app, if you go back into the app on your phone, it will go there where you currently are. So in Uber, for instance, say now I've taken a trip um, and it wants me to write. I'm now ready to, I open Uber. Um, before I, I book a new trip, uh, it gives me the option, please wait your last trip or go back. So it will show you. Um, I don't know what your experience is with Bolt Cash. Um, I haven't used cash a lot on Uber. Um, what I sometimes will do is just transfer some money into my Uber wallet and just leave it there for if there's a rainy day. Uh, and then I use my Uber wallet to pay for it. Um, I normally find Bolt very good. Also, again, a very nice, friendly uh, app for a blind person. The only problem I have with Bolt is that if you want to use your card, you cannot enter your card number on there by yourself. You need a sighted person. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. 
Thank you very much. Feel free to ask me any questions afterwards. I will always put my email address on. We are um, <clears throat> we are very we're more than prepared to help you with our blind assist initiative. Thank you so what much. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, if there's no more questions, um, then we'll wrap up the session for today. Um, yes. Andre, it's Rose again. Um, yes. Can you? Yes. Um, how do you find communication when you are giving, having to give the driver specific instructions where to pick you up? I've had the experience sometimes where I've called and they don't mm -hmm. answer, and then yeah. um, somehow they get a bit lost, and um, that has once or twice happened. Um, where where yes. also it's it's picked up my destination as say mm -hmm. a hundred and something Musgrave instead mm -hmm. of just one hundred, and I try to change it and it wouldn't change. So there there just those one or two things where. Um, where you, when you just really need to contact the driver quickly, and I've had the experience where yes. it, uh, I'm not sure what happens to their phone or whether they just don't don't answer. Yes, uh, Ross, it, it could be quite a problem. Uh, I can tell you now, um, if you're at a shopping center, uh, it'll, it'll tell the driver I'm at Cape Gate. Cape Gate has got six entrances. Mm. Um, so you need to tell the driver, listen, I'm waiting outside pick and pay. Um, now, often, often uh, uh, I have message drivers or call them and they then message back. Um, mm. But it, I've also had it that, as you quite rightly say, the, they don't either answer the phone or they don't respond to your message. That, that can be a huge problem at a center. Um, I, what we do at Giants is we ask the, the trolley girl who helps Veronica to, to wait and look out for the car. At the shopping center, I mean, yes, I can see that. Why does it want to accept your destination? That one I don't know. Because um, mm. when I put in my home, it put it accurately in as 92 Horek Street. And uh, I, I've noticed with Bolt that they've got me as 98. Now, what I can mm. say if I use Bolt, I, I leave it and then the driver messages me, where are you? And then I say, oh, well, you know, come three houses down. So what some of the drivers do on Uber is they will message you. Uh, you'll get a note from, from Uber saying, message from driver, where are you? And then you can just answer him back. But yes, I will admit that it can be a problem, especially if you are at a shopping center going shopping and you want to come back. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Andre. Bye. My pleasure, Ross. Carol? Um, yeah, Andre, if I may just say, um, if your network in the area isn't working properly, that mm -hmm. can throw out the Uber coordinates quite, quite drastically, especially at shopping yes. centers and after load shedding, the network takes time to come back to normal again, and then the, 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 the thing can be accurate, so it is good to message as you said and then try and call the driver if you are waiting too long yes point taken um i've had it i've had it happen to me once and i um we were at a shopping center and there was absolutely no network at that time and we had a battle to get back home again um i've oh. had that happen and then what i've had um instances like ross says now 
you can actually see the driver. You are on the feed and it, it shows you a call driver and you can hear the phone ringing, but it yeah. doesn't answer. But yes, agreed. Obviously, this whole thing is very network dependent. No more questions? Thank you very much. Um, again, thank you for joining us on Blind SA Assist. Um, please, 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 I'm looking for people who want to present to us. And remember, it, it doesn't end with cell phone apps or cell phones or technology. If you have something like a talking blood pressure monitor or you have a, a talking diabetic, uh, talking blood sugar meter or anything like that, that can help a blind person. Please contact me um, and we will get you on if you prepare to demo for us and talk about your device. It's important that we get this information out to our visually impaired people. Thank you to all of you who joined us this afternoon. Thanks to Len and Krista who presented excellent presentations. Thank you very much, you guys. And uh, yeah, then I will see you all in two weeks time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thank, Andre. You, Andre. thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.